Welcome to this very special episode of the Mobile to Greece podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is a Canadian who still isn't convinced that Christian isn't tall, Logan Saunders. Good morning. And I'm very pleased to say that joining us today is the star of the season, Bart. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm not sure whether I'm the star, uh, but it's a pleasure to be here. If you listen to any of our podcasts, you'll know we were singing your praises for nine weeks. I, I have to admit <laughs> I missed it, to be honest. But when you reached out to me, I, I took the liberty of re- of listening to, to, to one of them. So, uh, I, I yeah, it's... it's uh, Well, actually, I'm flattered. Thank you, guys. Yeah. If, if you just look through our banners, I think you had about three or four of the banners in the season. <laughs> you definitely had the watermelon one. You definitely had the post-skydive hair one. Yeah, but that that's not a flattering one, to be honest. But... Uh, <laughs> It just made me laugh. That's all it was. <laughs> it made us laugh all. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. By that point in the season, it it was just watch what Bart does and laugh at it. Yeah, <laughs> laugh with it. Laugh with it, Michael. <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, the watermelon one, the skydive one, and then you and Doreen dancing in the um, the uh, photography office as well. Yeah, I remember. So you did that have one. three. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so. What have you been up to in the past eight weeks, apart from not being able to meet us in uh, in Kenaplus? Not much, to be honest. I mean, obviously, Belgium was in lockdown, so I, I worked from home. It was actually pretty busy at work. So, uh, so uh, busy days, but but boring days at the same time. Obviously, like 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 anyone of us, uh, once you're confined to your own home. Luckily, I have a garden, so that that's fun. But uh, I guess the worst part was that school was closed as well. So I have three kids running around, and that's um, that's fun for a couple of days. Let, let's just put it <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> but at least you uh, you got to see what everyone was saying about you on Twitter all the time. <laughs> it's not that I constantly check Twitter, but um, yeah, no. once in a while I'll, I checked it. Well, it was fun watching it. It was fun reading everything. And obviously, I mean, the Sunday nights were, were a highlight for us as well, you know, watching the episodes, because obviously you know what has happened. You know what's going to come, what's... but but. But you don't know how they've edited everything and how they they will they will show it and air it. So it's uh, it was it was always uh, interesting for us to see each episode as well. Were you aware there was an international audience outside of Belgium for the TV show? No, I didn't. I really didn't know. When, when I when I got your message, Logan, I was really um, surprised. You know, like who who is this guy and 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 what he's he's in Canada and and, and in the UK and they're watching the Belgian Mole. How can that be? So uh, no, I was I was surprised. To be fair, most people have the reaction of who the hell is Logan Saunders. <laughs> it's just it's just a natural thing. I think last year in Kineopolis, I was known as oh, you're the Canadian guy. <laughs> it was really funny in the press room actually because obviously we we found out five days beforehand we were going to be being there as press, and we kind of slunk into the into the press room and um, and the word kind of just got, went round that it's oh, it's the the English speaking guys. <laughs> Needs to be nice to them. <laughs> Funny thing is, we found out when I was in Greece, of all places, that we were going to be uh, going to uh, Kineopolis for the finale. We did, um, and I was sat in a car park at, uh, at a place called Media City, where they film most of the uh, the TV in the UK now. <laughs> Rock and roll. So you you were saying to me before that you're uh, you're a fan of the uh, the previous seasons. Was this the first time you'd uh, applied, Bart? No, actually, I applied three three years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. But the funny thing was that this year, and I, to be honest, I didn't have any reaction whatsoever. So I, I, I applied, you know, it takes you 45, 50 minutes to get through all the questions. Then you have to take, you have to record this this small video, this short video, two minutes. It's a pain in the ass to, to apply for it. Uh, so I did it three years in a row. 
never got interviewed, never got selected one bit or whatever. So I this year I said I'm not going to do it. I really am not going to do it. Um, and and I actually I was traveling for work and I checked into my hotel, but the room wasn't ready. And somehow I, I marked it in my calendar saying, okay, this is the deadline for registering for the mall. Um, and my room wasn't ready, so I had to wait in the lobby for like an hour. Uh, and 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 I, I looked at my calendar, and somehow I stumbled on this on this deadline that was that I put in. And I said, okay, I have one hour. What do I do? Okay, fuck it. Let's try one more last time. So I filled in the questions, made this this stupid video myself, you know, like two minutes. But I was while I was sitting in the lobby of a hotel, uh, very very random. Uh, and and submitted it, you know, and and yeah, a couple of months later, I was in Greece, so it was funny. Yeah, I, I feel your pain with those applications because I've done done a few of the TV show applications, and they just take forever. And you know, I mean, and 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 you you realize what are the chances? Uh, the year before I I well I joined, you know, it was it was ten thousand applicants. This year was fourteen thousand. You say, okay, come on, you have no chance whatsoever. But then. Well, I'm the living proof that you just have to hold on and then sometimes a miracle happens. The odds are still better than uh, winning on a lottery ticket. That's true. That's true. Was there a previous season you would have liked to have been a part of other than Greece? The South African one. That That's actually my favorite season, to be honest. Uh, the group seemed like a very nice group. Um, the country it seems like an amazing country. And the challenges were... were it's hilarious, but it's, it, it's, that's that's my favorite season. Yeah, there's no ostrich mazes in Greece or drunken museum heights. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Bart was saying earlier that he would have had the same reaction as uh, as David did with the ostrich maze. <laughs> but the, those animals are huge, you know. I don't know whether they're aggressive, but um, yeah, it would. I would be scared. Then again, for Pasfragen, I would do anything, so I would just go... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we kind of got the impression during the season that you would have done anything for an advantage. That's true. It's true. I mean, you know, I guess you guys know this already by, by seeing the episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty competitive. So when I, when I play a game, I just, I just do everything to win. Within the limits of the game, you know, I never break any rules. Um, there's no rule against bidding, what is it, 10, 15,000 euros. Um, but, but yeah, um, some people, I guess, don't really get that. <laughs> you weren't willing, though, to trip an 80-year-old man to beat him in a 100-meter dash, though. We, we didn't see that. <laughs> well, that's an example of what I wouldn't do. <laughs> I would think about it, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you can take 10,000 euros out of the pot, but you're not a monster. You're not going to trip an 80-year-old Greek national hero. <laughs> what was the upper limit you were going to go for with the uh, the first exemption? Was there a figure you had in mind? No, I mean, the one thing that you really need to realize, and, 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 and people, it was actually told in the episode, but it, 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 it lost its, its importance, I think, is... They really put you in front of that screen one minute after they tell you that you can come on a trip with them, that you're one of the contestants. You know how slim the chances are that you will ever participate. It was my second interview in the process. So I was, I really, I thought it was, I, I was one of the, what, 500 contestants, whatever, or applicants. And so you're, you're, I was completely taken off guard. 
And the only thing that went through my head at that point in time is I just don't want to go home. And you know, obviously, what a lottery that first elimination is because you have no clue who the mole is. Uh, you take that test after what is it one or two days so you have nobody has a clue it's it's just one yeah it's 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 a lottery and you get the opportunity to to get that exemption and and to 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 move on to the second stage the second episode well to be honest i mean yeah I, i would do anything for that and i don't care about the money nobody cares about the money but the thing is what what i'm what i'm puzzled about is everybody says the same Of course, we're not there for for the money. The money is unimportant. But yet they feel this, I don't know. I mean, they're afraid. I don't know what it is, but but they they are reluctant to, to, yeah, spend 10,000 on an exemption. Well, I'm not. That's that's for sure. I was shocked by the, I was shocked by Christian and Jill. I mean, zero, zero euro. I mean, come on. I mean, that, those are the. That that that's the wolf of Wall Street, uh, Christian Angel. No, I'm just I'm just kidding, obviously. But it's still it's it's for me it wasn't shocking. I would do it again, and 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 to come back to your question, I didn't have I didn't have really a maximum. I was just going with the flow, and then all of a sudden I I I, I hit that limit. So yeah, <laughs> that was a surprise. It must have been quite the contrast to go from I just want to make it onto the show, even though my odds are really low of making it in there, and then. A couple minutes later, have to switch the thinking to now. I just don't want to be the first one out. Exactly, and you had this mole sitting behind a screen. You had this, yeah, the 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 clock that was ticking. I mean, Gilles de Coster, obviously, yeah, you call him Papa Bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he he, for us, he's a famous guy. Well, now I know him, but at the time, I didn't know this guy. He was entering the room. He calls you by 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 first name. He said, "Hi, Bart. How are you doing?" And I'm like, "What what the fuck is this?" This guy knows my name, um, and 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 it's an emotional roller coaster, and that's not an excuse for me, you know, bidding at ten thousand euros. Because to be honest, even if you would give me like five hours, I would do the same. Uh, but um, but still, you know, it, it puts things into perspective. To be fair, for us, it's like, oh my god, Zilda Costa knows our name. <laughs> we, we have the exact same reaction. <laughs> now we just got to work on Willie Summers knowing our name. <laughs> we've talked enough about him in the past uh in the past couple of months logan he probably should know our names by now he's a great guy we'll be his canadian liaison if he ever wants to expand uh overseas i hear there's a big there's a big market for flemish musicians in canada really <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, the ten thousand two hundred bid kind of set up your story perfectly in in the season of, as we were saying before we actually started recording, sort of being Kathy light. A lot of the same criticism that Kathy had in Argentina, you kind of had during this season. Yeah, it's it's it's. I read that a lot. I haven't met Kathy, so I don't know her personally. But obviously, I watched the season and I I know that she was really going for it as well. I don't think I don't think we played it the same way, but obviously. Uh, she didn't care about the money either, and and she she went all the way. So from that perspective, I think yeah, there are some similarities between the two of us. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, it was it was more how the rest of the contestants treated you because at least from for the first sort of half of the season, Kathy really was a pariah. No one trusted Kathy whatsoever in the uh, in the first half of the season. But that's strange that you say that because it seems so negative. But to be honest, nobody really cared within our group. 
So uh, the one episode or the one the one uh, podcast that I listened from you guys, you know, when when you, when you reached out to me was the one where was it you, Michael or Logan? I, I can't remember. Said it's it's it, Bart has no allies. He has no you know. But the the, the truth of the matter is that. Obviously, they were shocked at the beginning of, of of the first episode, but at least they never showed that to me. And we were, when we're not doing any challenges, we were one big happy family, and that's really the truth. So it's otherwise, I would have, I would have, I wouldn't have liked it to be honest, because obviously for me it's a game. I don't care. Uh, it, it's just a game, and, and anything anything goes. But I must admit, if 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 the atmosphere would have been would have turned bad, or if I would really be a pariah within the group, I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, it was just kind of how it came across at a couple of moments in the uh, in the season. Because I'm mainly thinking after the ten thousand two hundred bid, and after the skydive game as well, where Jolene was really kind of angry at you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. She was angry. She was angry, but that took her like an hour, and then and then we discussed it, and she's like, "Yeah." To be honest, I was really disappointed that I didn't have these passfragen, and 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 it was well played of you, but but I was just so disappointed, and uh, and 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 to be fair to to Yolene, they 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 pushed her buttons. Uh, obviously, they didn't. <laughs> it wasn't shown in the episode, but they kept on asking her, "Well, give us a reaction, Yolene. How do you feel about this?" So, um, <laughs> and then she snapped, but. Um, but Ferrari was a game changer as well because, I've, as from that moment, she really started to play the game as 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 you should play the game in my in my perspective. Yeah, you're not on holiday; you're on the mole. <laughs> <laughs> I see a quote coming my way. Um, yeah, no, but it's true. You know, I mean, don't you guys agree? I mean, I for yeah, me, that's, that's the way how you have to play the game. But, but I mean, that's my way. Everybody has his own way to play the game, but. Um, but I, uh, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I said this a couple of times during the season that I can't criticize at all because I am one of the most competitive people that I know and I really, really, really hate losing. Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I um, I had a, a private message from someone who does a pub quiz that I do every week online saying, can you please stop being so aggressive in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of can't, can't begrudge you for being competitive on it. <laughs> And that intensity and that focus on the game is what saved you from elimination at least twice that we know of. Well, the one, th- the, the yeah, I mean, the first one I, I really di- I didn't know until it was aired, actually. I didn't know I, I had so, so many wrong answers uh, and that I really needed to use that uh, two pass fragen. Uh, obviously, they don't, they don't tell you while you're in the game. On the beach, there, there obviously, I knew. Um, that was, oh, that was... Uh, that was that was really a terrible night, I must admit. I didn't feel like continuing. Uh, there was one point in time where I was sitting and and yeah, I was sitting on that chair on the beach, and the other contestants they were looking at each other and they were like pointing fingers at each other, etc. And and nobody was looking at me. Uh, that was a good thing, obviously. But it it gave me some time as well to think about all these things, etc. And at, at, there was this one moment, a split second, where I said, just just go home. You don't deserve to be here. Just stand up and 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 tell everybody that you had the uh, yeah the, the red screen and that 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 and and just go home. And then for some reason I I didn't do it. Uh, but um, but oh, yeah, I relive that moment uh, every day. <laughs> do you and Salim still talk? <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> Despite the fact that he beat you in a uh, in a running race. 
I guess that's what equals it out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he was so fast. Amazing. Oh, the the old age makeup made me laugh in that. Because, I mean, I know you guys couldn't tell from a distance, but as soon as you see him walk down the... Uh, what down the amphitheater on uh, on screen you go that's Salim. there's not even a, a question in my mind i didn't know to be honest i didn't know but I, I knew something was fishy because you know you you walk to the starting point and there was like i don't know what 10 meters between ourselves and they told us don't don't talk to each other uh we'll we'll shake hands and introduce each other like after the race i'm like okay fine but i i looked at him and and you know his posture no way he's like a 74 or five-year-old guy. I mean, but then I was like, but I, I, somehow I didn't make the connection with, with Salim. I, I, I didn't make the connection, but I, I, I thought it was strange. And then we started running and this guy was so fast. And I said, what the fuck is going on here? This cannot be true. Um, and then obviously at the end of the race, when, when, when I don't know who was it, you know, was it Yolene that first said, well, that's Salim. And, and then, then it, it got to me. It's like, yeah, of course. That was amazing. That was, yeah, these twists and turns in the day. Yeah, it was, that was an awesome moment. Really a good moment. How long was it that you were, that after the race was over, that you were thinking, man, I just got beat by an 80-year-old man at a, at a foot race? <laughs> <laughs> During the last 10 meters, maybe you've seen that on, 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 on television. I didn't sprint anymore the last 10 meters. Uh, I, just, I just gave up because he was already way in front of me and and there was no chance i would i would and that last 10 meters uh, 10 meters i i, I thought about that <laughs> i must admit i'm like fuck this 75 year old guy beat me so uh, so i was so glad to see sailing <laughs> if i win i'm spending my money on a gym <laughs> if for no other reason than to burn off the calories from the eating challenge exactly <laughs> do you know whether they would have used the uh, the race if you had um been sent home in the firework elimination i don't know they they apparently and 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 they didn't tell me but i read that in 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 the press as well apparently they had this uh options open for depending on 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 which contestant uh didn't make it you know or was going to be the 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 competitor in 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 the race so they had they had the running ways or or some other stuff to do i don't know i don't know what they had you know in mind when i was going to be uh replacing salim but um if I had to race against Salim in the other, I mean, it, 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 it's it's a definite no go. The guy is so fast. <laughs> yeah, you just got a bit unlucky that it was him who uh, who had to be the Team Greece representative. Yeah, if if it would have been a Christian, I mean, bring it on. <laughs> I'm genuinely intrigued to find to find out what would have happened if it was uh, if it was Christian, because I don't know which event they would have put him in. I don't know either, and they don't tell us. Um, but it's difficult to. Uh, to work out which one. <laughs> to work out which one, yeah. <laughs> At least with the ten thousand two hundred bid, uh, they kind of um, got their own back with the kayak game, and then just putting a watermelon on your head as well. The watermelon that was a, a funny <laughs> moment as well. I think that was the point in the season where we were like, "Yeah, we're just going to love Bart for the rest of the season now." <laughs> just because of the watermelon. I mean, was that strange for you guys to see me there with a watermelon, or what was? Because I didn't listen to that podcast in particular. So, what was, what was your reaction on that one? It was strange, but it was just so funny. Yeah. It, it was just like the fake out that the archer gave you was just so funny. Yeah. It's, pro- it's more probably the way they uh, edited it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And the thing is, 
because people asked me like, weren't you, weren't you afraid? Actually, I was afraid, but then they said, well, you must have known that was a fake arrow because which, which, yeah. Who is going to stand there with a watermelon knowing that, you know, if something goes wrong, you know, you, you can be dead, you know, the, the, the only thing, the only reason for me to stand there with this watermelon was that I trusted the production. I said, okay, fine. They, I don't know what's going to come my way. I don't know how they did it, but why they will do it, but it cannot be a real arrow. There's going to be this, this Deus Ex Machina and they, they will, they will find a way to, to, to trick me. But, um, I mean, that, that was actually the reason why I went up there because otherwise I would never have done it. Uh, but even knowing that it was still scary. I was, I was still, and you see that obviously because, um, yeah. Reaction was real. It was not. Uh, it, w- it was uh, a scary moment. Not as scary as scary as on the bridge there on the final and the finale, but uh, but still. <laughs> Something I've just realised um, in in the bridge challenge, they show you shooting to the William Tell overture, and of course William Tell is is um, famous for shooting an apple off uh, off his oh, son's head. Really? I didn't realise that. So I've just I've just, reali- I've just realised a production connection there, <laughs> like literally as you were talking. <laughs> This show, yeah, it's amazing. It's constantly tricking me. <laughs> they're so good at it. I mean, they're so creative. I mean, that bridge was terrifying. Logan agreed actually on our uh, on our podcast for the finale that he's going to do that bungee jump. <laughs> um, but uh, one of our uh, one of our friends from the Amazing Race, Scott Flannery, um, had a particularly iconic moment jumping off that bridge because he is terrified of heights and he did not want to jump off that bridge whatsoever, and he made quite a drama. It was terrifying, and uh, the the funny part is that twenty years ago, uh, this was really fun for me. I, I would I would love to do that like five times a day if I needed to. And 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 now twenty years later, I'm really scared. I'm really scared. I, I, I whew, when I was standing there on that bridge, same thing with the parachuting. You know, I mean, I was to be honest, I was glad that I didn't have to jump. But you do it anyway, you know, when once you're standing there, I mean, you're in the mall, what are you going to do? You know, fuck this challenge, I'm not going to do it. So pack your bag, guys, uh, let's do something else. No, you do it. But I was really scared, I must admit. I don't blame you at all. I was terrified just watching it. I'm terrible with heights anyway, or with falling more than heights. And I don't think I would have done that. At least they didn't incorporate the heart rate with the Minotaur for, for that challenge. <laughs> No, luckily they didn't. But to make it even worse, you know, I mean, and and that also shows how good they are, obviously. But uh, you're standing there, uh, shitting your pants on that bridge, and then they show you that video from your from your family. It's uh, the contrast is is oh, it's it's no, it's it's um, it's unbelievable. It's so emotional. I I I didn't realize that that it was going to be so emotional that trip, to be honest, because I. I guess you've seen that as well. Whenever I saw my wife or heard my wife or my kids or whatever, I was so emotional. And and normally I don't really have that because I have to travel a lot for my work. But when I call home, I mean, I never cry. I mean, come on. But uh, but there, it's such a it's such a strange world. Once you're in the mall, you're three weeks. You don't have any access to internet. You they 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 take away your cell phone, you, you know, you only have each other and you're so in this different world. And and then when 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 they let you speak to your wife or to your family, it's it that's this this 
this other world from 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 yeah from Belgium that all of a sudden gets dragged into present at that time and it's it's it it makes everybody emotional. It's I guess they do it for great TV, but it's uh, <laughs> it's it, it's really emotional. It's like the barriers just coming down for a moment, and you're probably not even aware those barriers have been in place for the past three weeks. Exactly, that's what it is, and it's 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 a very strange feeling. Comes to think of it, I think your season has the most contact from home actually as well, because you had the phone call at the end, the video from home, and the family visit. Yeah, but in South Africa they had that as well, if I'm not mistaken. They got to call home after that golf challenge. They they had this uh, video in that pub, in in and then and then obviously the visit. So, um, but it's more than in Vietnam last year, that's for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> so who did actually try and steal your beer? <laughs> An overactive waiter. Because <laughs> that, that was another point where we were kind of like, yeah, Bart's our favourite, 100%. Just, <laughs> just from you doing the confessional, and then it's just like, get off my beer. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, guys. How, how annoying is it when you're standing in a pub or in a bar and, 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 and you still have like half a beer and they take it away? I mean, come on. Yeah, you're gonna finish it. You have to. You have to finish it. <laughs> exactly. The trauma from from that is why, from that point forward, you have to order every drink off from the menu just in case there's people taking the drinks away. At least if you order everything at a restaurant, you're gonna be covered. It's not everything's gonna be removed from the table. That was a good one. That was a good one, and that that actually got some popularity on Twitter. Obviously, with the lockdown now. It's 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 a running gag here in Belgium now. Once the lockdown's over, everybody's gonna go to a restaurant and just order everything. So it's um... <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have a choice, you know. I mean, obviously, if the if you have to find out where the uh, which 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 dish or which uh, drink has a problem with it, you have to you have to order it. But um, it was fun. That was really a fun challenge. I had so much fun with that. It certainly looked like the most fun challenge. I was so glad in the morning when Doreen said, okay, guys, we have this gastronomic thing going on and uh, we had to pick two contestants, going to be me and Bart. I'm like, okay, I'm your man. So that was that was really a, a fun thing to do. Especially when you see that the other side is just working out for an hour and a half. Exactly. <laughs> I know where I want to be. Didn't you say uh, Doreen was uh, was chucking her guts up at one point as well? It, it it was he was hilarious. It was and and this didn't get aired on 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 television. They they didn't show it. But at one point in time, I mean, obviously we're still thinking, and it, that was really. I mean, obviously you know, I was in the mall. Doreen was in the mall. So we really thought it wasn't a joke. We really thought at one point in time that we had to eat as much as possible, and and we really couldn't eat one bit. You know, it was it was just too much. And then I was telling to, to Doreen, maybe maybe you have to put, you know, as much in your mouth as possible and just run through the bathroom and puke everything. And I didn't think she was gonna do it, but she did. He was it was it was it was hilarious. I had to laugh for ten minutes. Uh it, it was it was unbelievable. She she's just she's she's so a, such a funny person. Doreen is 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 the best. So um no, that was that was a fun thing. Do you think every restaurant now is going to be too afraid to let you guys in if they have a buffet from now on? They're like, we know, we know how far they'll go to take advantage of, of an all-you-can-eat. 
that's a good one. Uh, in the US, they would, I guess, but in Belgium, these all you can eat formulas or buffets is, isn't really popular. So <laughs> that's a good thing that we're living in Belgium. Has the Jane already been warned that you guys are coming? Yep, we're coming on the 7th of August. If they're open. Just in case you want to order everything. <laughs> they just need to make sure they have extra stuff in. Yeah. So what was it that made you suspect Alina in the first place? I mean, obviously, she was never on the top of my list until the beach episode. Uh, Christian was always my number one. She was my number two. Um, but the the fun thing is that I, I, I really took a chance or a risk in in, in, in yeah, filling out really a huge number of questions on Christian. I wasn't really spreading my answers that, that, that much. But uh, what what made me think about Alina as as the one being being the mole, obviously, is she she took some strange decisions or she said some weird stuff when we're at this paparazzi uh, challenge. Uh, when I was in that cafe sitting next to Willie Summers, uh, not knowing that that Salim's girlfriend was there was a waitress there at the time, uh, and obviously she knew that. But um, I didn't know that. And at one point, she, she, I mean, when we were sitting there, it took us 10 seconds. And then she was really running outside saying, okay, this is a bad idea. Come with me. So that was really not Alina-like because up until then, she was really acting low profile everywhere. And there she was almost, almost panicking. That I found strange. And then, and then the second thing, obviously, and that was the same day on uh, as the beach challenge, uh, with the, where I got the red screen. There, with the car on the airport, the fact that she ended in the in the zero euro zone, uh, obviously, was a strange thing as well. And obviously, Yolene had the same problem, but she immediately told us that she, yeah, didn't. She she had a problem with putting the car in neutral. Uh, but I knew that that was just the truth. Because she, I mean, I saw her driving once, and <laughs> I knew that she wasn't lying. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that that made me. You know, when you're sitting on the beach there, and you have to make a decision, you have I mean, you have 30 seconds to make a decision, and and you just okay, who are the other contestants? You have to make up your mind. And for me, then she was the number two. Yeah, it's interesting this season because I have a terrible record on Belgian Mole. I always get it wrong until the last second, if at all. And we were really onto Alina very fast. Yeah, I don't know what it was this season, but we were we were onto Alina very quickly. But let me ask you a question: Is it because you've watched the other episodes and you know how they edit it, or 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 not? Oh no, I'm terrible with guessing. Even even when I've seen the episodes before, even when I've seen loads of seasons of the mole, I'm still terrible at guessing who who the mole is. To the point where even at the Vietnam finale last year, I was completely wrong until it was revealed. <laughs> So what made you guys uh, think that 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 she was the mole? I don't know because Logan Logan was on to her from week one. I think I was on to her from week two. Yeah, I don't know what's with me in Belgian mole, but I can always figure it out right near the beginning, and I don't really do that with too many of the other versions. For some reason, with Belgian mole, I can get into Papa Bear's head as to how he plans to do things. So then it's just a hunch, I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I guess it's more for me. For when I figure out who the mole is, it's more thinking: if I was the mole, where would I want to be positioned in this challenge? As opposed to, I think the main difference, I guess, between being a contestant in the moment and watching it from TV 
I guess for you guys, it would be more based off of the personal interactions with the person. Meanwhile, as a viewer, all we're thinking is, well, if I was the mole, where would I be in this challenge as opposed to going from based off of the emotional intelligence part of it? That's true. But then even then, you know, in episode one, Alina was just on a rock like like all of us. And uh, in in the second challenge uh, on the ocean, on the sea, she was just she was next to what is it? Uh, seven other contestants on the on the aqua speed. Is, is that the best place you think you want to be? Because there, for me, but obviously we can debate about this, and there's no no right or wrong. But I thought on the second challenge on on on, on the Greek Sea, I have, I thought that uh, you want to be in the parachute to to be in control of things, and that's to be honest that 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 was going to be my one of that was one of my first reasons why I suspected Christian. I thought that, but. I think we said this in the premiere recap, because of the money coming out of the pot straight away, the mole could afford to play like a contestant in the first episode. Yeah. Because I was onto Christian originally for exactly that reason. But then, if you think about it, the mole could play differently because of the fact that there was never going to be a chance of getting a positive amount in the pot by the end of the episode. Yeah, that's a fair comment. So I think it boiled down to that, but it was really weird that Logan and I were both a, onto the mole, and B, onto the same mole, because it never happens. <laughs> it's partly why doing this podcast is so fun, is because Logan is usually right, and I'm usually not. <laughs> so, so I get to be constantly surprised. <laughs> this year it's like, yeah, we both think it's Alina. Yeah, it's Alina. We both win. What's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> usually the awkwardness of uh, of us interviewing the final three, and then uh, Logan going, oh, by the way, Michael suspected you, even though you <laughs> As did happen last year. Yeah, when we interviewed Boss. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> At least we didn't suspect Axel. <laughs> so given that we missed out on you doing Never Have I Ever, I did pull a few of them. Oh, come on. <laughs> Have you ever shot a gun? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. Actually, I, I, I organized that for my uh, wife's birthday last year. Was it in Lithuania, like uh, no. Christian? <laughs> no, it was in Belgium in this shooting alley where we shot an Uzi and something else and uh, some other Ooh, wow. stuff. It, it was really fun. I liked it. Is that a stereotype we're not aware of that they shoot lots of guns in Lithuania? Because that was something we were really confused about. Because Christian said, oh yeah, I was in Lithuania, so I shot a gun. And I know my <laughs> Lithuania knowledge is limited, but I'm like, I have never heard about that stereotype about Lithuania. Uh. No, I don't think nobody else did in Belgium, so it, it was really uh, new for us as well. Have you ever been in a fight? No, I haven't. I'm very competitive, as you know, but uh, if I'm not playing a game, I'm, 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 I'm really a nice guy. <laughs> Do you want to get into a fight or find out where the mole is? <laughs> <laughs> Even then, I would... Uh, well, no. So... Uh... <laughs> There was always going to be one of those happening. <laughs> oh, and um, the the other one I've got is peed in the pool, but that's probably a little bit inappropriate. Every time, yeah, <laughs> like Alina, it's a classic. Have you ever spent a night in a police cell? Nope. Not even for fighting. Nope. <laughs> I'm boring. You're boring outside of the board games. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a challenge from this season or uh, or any other season that you'd wished you'd done? Um, 
the the drunken heists in in South Africa is 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 such a fun challenge. That that seems like a challenge that I really want to. Yeah, that I would pay big money for that to be part of that. Well, I think um, Jill actually told us that they didn't exactly tell the museum people what they were doing. They told them they were filming. They just didn't tell them exactly what they were doing as really? part of the challenge. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> now they're all being extradited for stealing precious South African artifacts. Or the fact that they wouldn't exactly be sober during that challenge. I'm very much looking forward to us being able to talk about the Drunk Museum heist in, at length because it's one of my favorite challenges. It's certain one, certainly one of Logan's as well. Yeah, I think it, it, I think it's it's everyone's favorite challenge. When you speak to people who know them all and who have seen all episodes, it's it's the one challenge that always comes back. Can you give us an idea of just how big the mole is in Belgium? Because I think that's it's, that's something that's not that people don't really fathom, especially in the smaller communities outside of Belgium who follow the show. Well, it's 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 the most popular uh, program TV program in Belgium, the highest viewing rates, uh, particularly this year. Obviously, with the lockdown, you know, everybody was at home watching TV. But this year, I mean, every year it breaks records. Every year it's number one. But this year, even more, obviously. So it's uh, it's, it's it's very big. Obviously, in the Flemish part, not in not in French speaking part. Not in Wallonia. Not not in Wallonia. Like say, like last year before you were cast on the show. Like, how often do you think you would just be walking around and people would be talking about the mole as like a point of discussion, or, or like when the finale comes on for at the end of Vietnam, like would everybody be saying, "Hey, plans are canceled for tonight. I'm watching the finale." Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, I mean, I guess not everybody, but yeah, many people, and of all ages, to be honest. Uh, you have kids, you have youngsters, you have. Uh, all ages it's 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 amazing it's really amazing how 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 much it's, it's appreciated and, and how many people watch it it's 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 unbelievable i underestimate it so in a few years there'll be a bunch of kids uh growing up who will visit greece and try to shoplift from the stores now <laughs> that they see that if you put your mind to it you can do anything and just <laughs> be able to shoplift <laughs> let's hope not but uh <laughs> I'm not excluding it. Do you think you would have been good at the shoplifting challenge? To be honest, I think so. I really think so. And it's 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 one of the challenges this year that I that I that I that I missed. You know, I, I this is yeah, this is a challenge. Well, like with the feta cheese, I was glad I was not there. But uh, but this one, the shoplifting, oh, I would have loved to do that. It's another one of those challenges where you just go, how did they even come up with this one? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think that was pretty much the reaction that we gave to to Jill when we talked to him was like, "How did you even come up with the ostrich maze or the drunken museum heist? Where does that come from?" Yeah, that's amazing. The people who 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 make them all. It's um, have you met them last year? Do you know who they are? You know the we met some of them. Yeah, the creative brains behind it. It's it's those are those guys are just insane. But uh, yeah, great guys. Have you bought have you bought any more perfume bottles since the since the finale to just try to spray through the entire bottle? <laughs> well, Logan, that was female perfume, so obviously I don't buy that. So um, that was actually one of the reasons why I uh, was pushing the button and why I was yeah spraying all the perfume on Yolene. Um, but afterwards in the car, it didn't help. You know, whether, whether I sprayed it on her or on me, it was all the same. It was it was just it was awful in the car. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that was Yulene's idea. Two bottles of perfume. Jesus. Neither uh, neither bottle complimented the other. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> On that challenge, why was Alina chosen to be in the uh, in the money room? I mean, both of us obviously knew that Alina was the mole, and what you don't yeah. want at that point in time is is to give the other contestant the opportunity to spend time with the mole and 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 and, ah. and, and do a challenge, you know, where you, where you have limited information. So. Um, and where you are depending on on the two, the one contestant and then the mole to give you some information to be able to fill out the test. So, so it was clear for the both of us that this was not going to happen. Uh, I mean, if Yulene would have decided to go up there and 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 count the money, fine by me, even better. But I wouldn't go up there. Uh, and Yulene actually was 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 uh, thinking the same. So it was it was pretty pretty clear. That uh, that we were gonna stay together at that point in time, and obviously, I mean, we knew that the risk was that uh, the money was uh, counted wrongly, obviously, and that the money was gonna go out of the pot. But yeah, who cares? You know, <laughs> at least I don't. Do you want the money, or do you want to find out who the mole is? Exactly. Well, at that time, at that point in time, we didn't have to find out anymore. We both knew, but uh, but still, we had now. The reasoning we had was like, let's have some fun, you know, <laughs> uh, drink some champagne, eat some food, sit on a boat, um, have some fun. And if that costs, if that will cost the pot like a thousand euros, well, fuck it. So both of you were locked in on Elena at final three. There was no real strategy to try and trick the other person at the last minute. Well, I tricked, I, I tried to trick her on the day before when Christian was still there on the, on the, on the big run, the 17K run. To Sparta, there, there, I tried to trick her with some, with some convincing arguments, if I, if, if I do say so myself. And she actually, she, she was gonna go for it. She admitted it afterwards to me as well that that she was gonna go for Christian that that same night. But she got the exemption, so obviously she didn't have to fill out the test. And then she saw Christian leaving, so she knew that that was gonna be <laughs> that that would have been the wrong choice. So that exemption made the difference between you winning and losing the game, after all. No, I, I, well, to be honest, uh, if Christian would have gone to the finale, then then yes, because apparently I didn't know it at the time, but now I know that he was on to me. So yes, that would have been a very strange finale there, where where he would have been on the wrong mole. You know, it's 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 hilarious if you come have to come to think of it. It's 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 crazy, but um, the question is obviously if if for instance there would have been no exemption. On that last elimination, or or two, uh, which also resulted in no exemption actually, because uh, with two exemptions nobody would have an exemption. Then the question is, even if would have, even if Yulene would have uh, answered questions uh, on on Christian, whether she would have gone all the way, or whether she would uh, still have spread her answers between Christian and Alina. And if she would have spread her answers, then then she would still have, have won, you know, because Christian apparently he he went in a hundred percent on me, you know, he yeah he filled in all questions on me, so he would have lost anyway, uh, unless he would have got the exemption. That that's obviously a game changer, or when he would, for example, have have two passfragen, uh, because that was one of the options as well, eh? that if you have, if there were two exemptions, then the other two would got uh, would get two two passfragen. But anyway. I mean, a lot of ifs and that's and 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 and. But Yulene is the the only uh, she 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 deserved to win definitely. Was it weird knowing that you actually scored as highly as previous winners have and still didn't win? 
all credit goes to Yulene. She she had a faultless uh, test, so it, it's 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 amazing. Um, but I I knew I knew to be honest when when we filled out the test, I knew that she was gonna win. She was so meticulously uh, on on keeping all these questions, these these these. The information on Alina. She was on to Alina. I mean, not a hundred percent, but still, as as her main uh, suspect. What is it? As from episode three. So it's uh, and the thing is, I, I some crucial challenges. I I I wasn't together with Alina, you know, and I missed three questions. Two two from the school, you know, where I was kicked out on the first room. Uh, for example, one of the questions was, "What is the color of the balloon?" in the second room that you had to like pop with this cactus, you know? <laughs> well, I knew they, they gave me some information on that room, but not, not in detail, you know? So I didn't know what the color of the balloon was. And I missed, I missed one question on, on the calorie challenge as well, when they were all together in that, in that gym, you know, uh, I believe what was the question on what, what, what's the second, the second uh, thing that Alina used, you know, in that gym, etc. But you know, I was glad to be in that restaurant at that point in time. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I think it was worth <laughs> it just to just to not have to be in the gym and to be able to eat. Exactly. If I had to turn it back and have to make a decision on where do you want to be, I still choose a restaurant. Were there questions on the final quiz that were more advantageous to you uh, as opposed to Yulene? No, no, not at all. Do you guys ever discuss this strategy as to... Uh, when you stop splitting or stop uh, spreading on quizzes and go f- all for one person, was there any like quiz strategy talk during the game? Yeah, we had some discussions on that, but the fun part is that everybody was lying. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was 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 actually actually telling each other that um, they were still spreading. Oh yeah, yeah, of course it's too risky to go for one person, and 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 many people were already going for one person. It was. That that was the fun part watching it. I mean, once the episodes are on TV, you know, obviously you see stuff that you, that you're not aware of, and and that was so funny that 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 you you got to learn that so many people were were actually yeah putting all their questions on one candidate. Uh, whereas at the time being, you know, when we talked about this in Greece, they all said, "No, no, I'm spreading. It's too risky. It's too risky." So that that's really funny. Were you surprised to see how many people were suspecting you? Like after you took, after you spent all that money on that first exemption, because for Michael and I, we ruled you out because of that first exemption. Were you surprised that people like you're other than I think Bruno that you were the most uh, suspected candidate throughout the season? I was, to be honest, because and and uh, I'm gonna see some of the the, the guys next week, and I'm I, I really st- I, I, this is one of the questions that I'm still gonna ask because. Apart from the ten thousand two hundred euros, what did I do to 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 be so suspicious? I, I I didn't get it. Do you guys know? I mean, the only other thing I can think of is the skydiving challenge, but that was basically halfway through the season. Yeah, but don't forget, you know, whether whether uh, the group went for money or not was not a decision we took. It was uh, it was Doreen and Salim. They took the initial decision to go for the Passfragen. And, and and so the money was already lost. Yeah, I'm not criticizing at all. It's the only thing I can think of where you were vaguely suspicious for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And even the 10,200, like you guys said. But the thing is, and that's really frustrating when you're also when you're not only when you're watching them all on TV, but also when you're playing them all as a contestant. Whatever happens, 
whatever someone says, you can always have an explanation both ways. And, and, and that's what makes it so tricky, but also so fun and to play, you know, and, and it's, it's really a mindfuck all the way from start to finish because you can always twist, twist and turn it around and, and, and so you never know for sure. Yeah, because the thing that people seem to be forgetting is the fact that if you hadn't gone for 10,200 euros, the next one was Bruno at 7,500. So actually, you only cost the pot less than 3,000 euros. Yeah, that's true. It's just that people are uh, sort of laser focused on the fact that you cost the, the pot so much money. Yeah. Did anyone try to, did anyone else try to, or did they make up the totals that they said that they buzzed in for the exemption at? Did everyone else say, oh yeah, we all did zero, zero, I swear we did zero. <laughs> no, we all, we all uh, were very honest about this because uh, we all asked each other, okay, so what was your bid, what was your bid? And, and actually everybody told uh, the truth. Yeah. Did the the amount that the mole bid uh, come up on the tests yep. out of interest? Yeah, I thought it yep. might have. So that's one yeah, one good reason not to lie, because <laughs> you will get caught out for that. <laughs> that's true. Anything else, Logan? Um, I don't really have too many. Uh, no, don't really have any other notes. <laughs> Wonderful. So. Thank you for listening to this special Demol Belgi episode. We'll be back on July 9th to begin the hunt for the Argentinian mole. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram where we are RTV Warriors, or you can email us at contact at rtvwarriors.com. Logan's on Twitter at logsuperquacky, and I'm MJ Halmstone. See you then. All right. Thank you, guys. Peace out and just chill until the next of flavorings. <laughs>